Welcome and thank you for joining us today. It's great to be with you. Thank you for tuning in. I hope and pray that you are well. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Al. I'm one of the pastors at Gateway Church. And it's my privilege today just to bring the Word of God to preach to us today. And if you've been with us over recent weeks, you'll know that we've been tracking through a preaching series which we're calling Restless. And really the central question that we want to ask in this series is how as followers of Jesus do we find the rest and peace that he offers in our day and our culture? And part of this is to look at the rhythms and habits of life that help us to enter into the rest and peace that Jesus invites us to. And today I want to really look at the habit and the rhythm of life of what does it mean to rest well in God. Now personally, I have found this an incredible challenge as I have been preparing to preach on this subject. I found it incredibly provoking. I find it incredibly difficult to switch off and to rest. And even when I do, I find my mind is still active and I'm thinking about things that have happened over the week or I'm thinking about my to-do list for the following week. I find it so hard to genuinely switch off. And I think I've always had a very low view of rest, if I'm being honest. I've not thought it was maybe that necessary. I mean, there's so many things on my to-do list. Why would I want to stop and rest? And I think also I don't really know if I've always known what it looks like to recharge myself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Sure, I know how to switch on Netflix, I know how to switch on YouTube or play FIFA, but when I open the Bible, I don't think that's what God has in mind when he talks about finding rest, if that's the only experience of rest that we have. I don't know if anybody of you watching feels like that as well. You feel tired and worn out, but you don't know how to rest. It's like we're stuck on a treadmill at times. We end our days of work exhausted and tired, and we finally get to the end of the week, and we have a day off, and then we fill those days off with so many things to do that we then get to work again, maybe on a Monday morning, and we're just stuck on a treadmill, and we're tired, and we're exhausted, and we've forgotten how to rest well. But I've come to realise, particularly over this past week, that the Bible paints a beautiful vision of resting in God, and one that is worth fighting for in a 24-7, fast-paced, switch-on, do-more, achieve-more culture. And over this past week, I've begun to see the vision of resting in God as a blessing rather than a burden, as a gift rather than a guilt trip, and as an invitation rather than an instruction. I'm still trying to work out what it looks like for my life and my family's life, but I feel stirred by a new vision of resting well that I just want to dig into today, really. And I believe if we catch a vision of what does it mean to rest well in God, it will make us do the hard work of figuring out how can we apply this to ourselves and to our lives. I want to catch us up today in a vision of biblical rest in God that will stir our hearts, I believe, if we get hold of this message. And I believe the biblical vision of resting well 
is about delight in God, dependency on him, and a declaration of freedom. Delight, dependency, and declaration. And we're going to look at that today through the lens of Genesis chapter 2, right at the start of the story. But we can't talk about biblical rest, that we just need to pause for a moment without thinking through this concept of the Sabbath day, if you like. In the Old Testament, God commanded his people to take a literal 24-hour period every, every week, once a week, where they would cease from their work. The word, the word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat, which means to cease or to rest or to stop your work. And so one day a week in the Old Testament, the Israelites would cease from their work for a 24-hour period. But does that still apply for us today as followers of Jesus? Do we literally have to follow a 24-hour rest as per the Old Testament command? There is much debate among Christians, but very simply, I have landed here. Jesus Christ is Lord of the Sabbath. He says that in Mark chapter 2. He is the true and better Sabbath. Jesus is our true rest, and all Sabbath days point towards their fulfillment in Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection. Therefore, I don't believe that Christians, followers of Jesus today, are bound by the Old Testament law to observe a literal Sabbath every week. I don't believe we're bound to that. However, as we're going to see in Genesis 2, when God made the world, he designed a rhythm of work and rest. God worked, God rested, and he sets for us a pattern of life for us to follow. He worked for six days, he rested for one. And I believe that human flourishing, finding peace and rest in our souls, come when we live in accordance with the design of our maker, when we live in accordance with God's design and pattern for our life. And therefore, whilst the Sabbath day is not a commandment for us to follow that we're bound to, I believe it's a delight that we're called to enter into. It's a delight that we are invited to participate in. And why wouldn't we want to live in a way that God has designed us to? So let's turn to Genesis um, chapter 1, verse 27. Um, maybe you just want to grab your Bibles, pause the video. We're going to be reading that uh, right away. Genesis 1, 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth to subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and the earth and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life. I have given every green plant for food, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day, and made it holy, 
because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. We're right at the start of the story of the world when God creates the world. And right here at the beginning, we get this concept of resting right at the heart of the creation narrative in the Genesis account about the, the start of the world. On the seventh day, God rested. The Hebrew word being used there is Shabbat, where we get Sabbath day from. He rested from his work of creating. The climax of his creation is this seventh day rest when he stopped and he rested from all that he had made. And not only did he stop and rest, but he actually blessed this seventh day. To bless something is to, is to declare God's goodness and favour upon it. And so he's saying, this day is my favour is one of There's a goodness about this seventh day rest. Why the big deal about a day? Why did God even rest? It's not like he needed to. It's not like he was tired from all his labour and he needed some downtime. God is always reigning and ruling. And he's always working in sustaining the universe. You see, in the Bible, the, the number seven is related to fullness or completeness. So as God stops on the seventh day, creation is brought to its completion. On the seventh day, God rests, delights in his creation, and fills it with his presence. And in the creation story, God invites mankind to participate in what he is doing. In Genesis 1, God creates order out of the chaos, and then he invites mankind to subdue the earth. God creates and fills the earth, and then he commissions mankind to be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. God rests on the seventh day, and by implication, he invites mankind to enter into this rest. We are invited to participate in resting like God did on the seventh day. There is something of a delight in God's rest on this seventh day that he invited Adam and Eve to participate in. And he invites us to delight in the same way, to delight in his creation and to dwell in his presence. The, the seventh day rest was about a delight. It was a joy. It was about dwelling in the presence of God. There's a vision of rest here, which is about delighting in God. And Isaiah, some several hundred years later, in talking about the Sabbath day, particularly about that, the observance of this 24-hour period, he, he says, if you delight in Sabbath, if you delight in rest, then you'll delight in God. There's something that we're called to do in resting where we get to delight in God and his creation and in his presence, just like God models to us on this first seventh day, if you like, in the creation story. The biblical vision is not just about delighting, but it's also about dependency. You see, before Adam and Eve got down to the hard work of uh, tending to the garden and subduing the earth, which is a pretty big task, if you ask me, they first get to rest with God. And I believe that sets a pattern for us to follow. 
for all of us. Work is frustrating, it is tiring, it is hard, we toil, and it can be exhausting at times. But I believe there's a pattern that God is setting in his creation that we are called to work from a place of rest. And that is where fruitfulness comes from. Not only uh, are they called to work from rest, but as they rest, it illustrates their complete dependence on God. That Adam and Eve are relying on God to sustain them. He's their creator. He's their sustainer. He is their provider. And he is exactly the same for us. As we rest, we are demonstrating our dependency upon him. As Pete Scazzaro says in the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, as we learn to rest well, we realise that God is the centre and source for our lives. He is the beginning, the middle and the end of our existence. We trust God to provide and care for us. As we learn to stop and rest well, it helps us to realise our dependency upon God. We embrace our limits and we recognise God is God and he is on the throne and he continues to reign even at the points that we are stopping and resting. And whilst many of us fight dependency on God, the biblical vision is that dependency on God is actually the place where we find rest and peace and flourishing. So rest is about delighting in God and depending on him. But Tim Keller also says this, that resting well is a declaration of freedom. I just love this expression. You see, in the Old Testament, God gives what many of you will be, you'll be aware of, the Ten Commandments to his people. And there are two places in Scripture where he gives this Ten Commandments. The first is in Exodus chapter 20, and then those Ten Commandments are repeated in Deuteronomy chapter 5. The same Ten Commandments, but when it comes to the Sabbath day, when it comes to resting, the reason for resting, the reason for the Sabbath day in Deuteronomy is different to in Exodus. And the reason in Deuteronomy is it's all about commanding God's people to observe the Sabbath day at that time as a way of remembering that God is the one who brought them out of slavery to Egypt and into freedom. And so the Sabbath day, this day of resting in God, was actually a day to declare their freedom out of slavery. You see, when they were slaves to Egypt, it was work, 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 no rest. And so the very act of stopping and resting one day a week at their point was to remind them that, they, that God had won freedom for them. That he had redeemed them from being enslaved to Egypt. And so to stop and rest is a declaration of freedom. Friends, for us it is the same. Jesus Christ, through his death and resurrection, has won freedom and he's purchased freedom from slavery to sin. So as we cease from our work, as we learn to stop and rest, it is part of how we celebrate, remember, and declare our freedom from slavery in Jesus Christ.
Jesus came to set us free and to restore the rhythm of creation that we see in Genesis 1 and 2. And in resting well, it's actually a sign that we are a free people. We declare that we're not enslaved to the things of this world. We declare that it's through Jesus our worth and identity and significance comes, not because of our work, not because of our accomplishment, but as we stop, we realise and we declare that it's through him that we find significance and true identity and true meaning. Delight, dependency and declaration. I believe that is part of the biblical vision of rest that God wants to put into each of us. I heard this great analogy the other day about, about recharging in the context of mobile phones. You know, as, and I know, that mobile phone batteries run low, that at a certain point they get to the low power mode. And there's no law that says at a certain point you must stop and recharge the battery of your phone. But we all know that eventually if we do not plug our phones in, the battery will run out and it will cease to function. Friends, we have emotional and spiritual and physical batteries that run down. We are not God. We need to rest and recharge. Sure, we can continue on low power mode for a certain time, but at some point, the batteries will run out and will crash. And that is not the vision of life that God invites us to. And really, what I've wanted to do through this time together is to invite us to see that resting well in God is not a burden, it's not a guilt trip, and it's not an instruction, but it's a delight, it's about dependency, and it's a declaration of freedom. As Pete Scazzaro also says, when rest is done as a want to rather than a have to, it offers us a rhythm of life that binds us to the living God. This is not going to come easy for many of us. And I can imagine some of you are watching this saying, yes, but I don't think this is going to work in my life. Or you're shouting at the TV saying, you don't know my circumstances. This just isn't going to work. And for some, the challenge of making time to rest well is going to be much more difficult. Maybe you're on the front line and you're working all hours at the moment during this coronavirus pandemic. Or maybe you're full-time in a caring role and you just think, I don't know how to build in rhythms of resting well. And for some it will be more challenging than others, but I believe the biblical vision of rest is possible for all. We've just got to find out a rhythm and a pattern that will work for each of us. And there's just three things I want to land with just to help us think this through. The first is this, let's get a biblical vision for resting, when it's not about having to, it's about wanting to. Let God stir your heart from Genesis 1 and 2 about his desire for you to experience and to live rest in a good, healthy way. Let God stir that vision in you and let that motivate you to want to shift and change towards a life where you learn to rest well in him. Secondly, I want to encourage you to find a block of time in your week, preferably maybe a 24-hour block, but it doesn't have to be, maybe it's different pockets of time where you can stop from your work to rest. 
For those in a household with children, this might be very difficult. You've got to work out rhythms of it. It's certainly not going to mean a day of solitude and silence. The kids still need looking after and feeding, etc., etc. But find a block of time where you can learn to stop from your work and to rest. And finally, in that period of time, do things that recharge you and fill your heart with delight, praise and worship. Spend time with God. Enjoy his creation. Get creative. Just don't do paperwork and emails. We've just started trying to do this as a family. We've just started trying to work out what does it look like to take time to rest well. We're learning. We're trying to establish new rhythms. We're trying to say we want to adopt this biblical vision of resting well, of delighting in God, of depending on him and of declaring our freedom. And we want to invite you to do the same. Let's just close in prayer. Father, I thank you that you have purchased our freedom through your son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, I thank you that we are a free people. I thank you that you've redeemed us from slavery to sin. You've redeemed us from all forms of slavery in that way. And Jesus, I just want to pray that you would come and birth in us a hunger and a desire to learn to rest well in you. I thank you for that invitation of Jesus. Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. And I pray that we, as your people, would learn what it looks like to rest well in you, to delight in you, to depend upon you, and to declare our freedom in you. I thank you that this is a message of grace. I thank you that you set us free and that in our freedom we get to enjoy you and delight in you. I pray that everybody watching this would know the grace of God upon their life and the blessing of heaven almighty, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.